We're close to the end of the halacha. We're up to a paragraph that in, in this latest version of Likut Halachas, it's page 436, the left-hand column, all the way towards the bottom. We dedicate the learning today, Lilo Nishmas, whose yard site is today, and Lilo Nishmas, and also Lilo Nishmas, all yard sites on the 13th of Kislev, and for a complete refuah shalema for all those that need it, we're learning about the topic of tattoos and things like that, or the customs that the Goyim had, that when they wanted to express their grief over the passing away of a person, they would cut their flesh, tear their hair. Rav Nosenzal says now, Based on what we've been learning in the previous year, we'll understand why the Gemara makes a connection between the myths of tefillin and a person scratching into their flesh. As the Gemara says in Menachas, just like, <coughs> just like, when it speaks about the, the this 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 tearing out of one's hair, it's talking about from the head where a person tears out the hair. And the rabbis also learned out that that's also the place where tefillin should be placed in the head even though it says the words Bein Einecho in the Torah. Because the concept of, of the mitzvah of tefillin is the exact opposite of this custom of the goyim of tearing out their hair and cutting their flesh. Because the Torah tells us that we perform the mitzvah of tefillin, we wear tefillin in order to remind us about Hashem. And therefore, tefillin are referred to as life. As the Gemara says, A person who puts on tefillin is to life. The Gemara brings the Pasuk, Hashem Alehem Yichyu. When they have Hashem upon them, they live. And that's the mitzvah of tefillin. So tefillin is life which is the concept of zikoroin dikdusha, ki hazikoroin shom hachaim kanal, because as we explained in the previous shurim, that, that where a person remembers, that's a concept of life. We quoted the Pesach, nishkachti kameis milev, I was forgotten like a dead person is forgotten from the heart. So shikha is death, zikoroin is chaim. V'yalkein, b'mokoim she'osr l'asr is korcha, Therefore, in that place on the body where a person is not allowed to create a bald spot, in order to, to protect and guard the zikoroin, the ability to remember that it shouldn't be damaged by a powerful shikha, which is associated with death, said that the person should not draw the zikoroin into things that you're supposed to forget about. We spoke about a person forgetting about the, the nonsense of this world, the distractions of this world, and remembering the future world, eternity. So in that place where a person has to be careful not to make this korcha, that's the same place, that's the same place where we're commanded by Hashem to put on tefillin. Shehem gamkein lishmor hazikoron hanal. Because tefillin, the mitzvah of putting on tefillin, is also all about a person guarding their zikoron, that holy zikoron, remembering what, what a person should remember, remembering oilam haba, remembering what my mission in this world is all about, remembering the tachlis. V'yalkein kosu b'shnehem, and now we understand why the Torah uses the same wording regarding both of these, regarding a person tearing out their hair 
And regarding putting on tefillin, the Torah uses the term between your eyes. Even though in both cases, it's not really referring to between the eyes. It's referring to the head, where the hair grows. So then why mention the eyes? The answer is, Because as we learned previously, the ability for a person to, to remember what they're supposed to remember, to remember the tachlis, is dependent on the eyes. As, Zal, as we mentioned earlier, and as Rabbein speaks about this in Torah Nun Dalit, in Likut Imran, that to the degree that a person is able to close their eyes to the foolishness of this world, to that degree the person will be zochet to remember the real world, the future world, Olam Haba. And this is why, when this is also why when the Torah speaks about a person not tearing out their hair, not cutting their flesh to express grief, the Pesach says there, You, the Jewish people, are Hashem's children. And note, Rav Nusenzal says, it uses those names of Hashem, La Hashem Elokeichem. The two names, Yudke Vavke and Elikim, Daika, specifically those names, Hainu Bechinas Almada Osi. Because the Zohar HaKadosh tells us that this combination of Yudke Vavke Elikim refers to Olam Haba. And a Jew has to connect their, their thoughts to there, to Olam Haba. Rabbi Nizam mentions this over there in the beginning of chapter 54 in Ikut Imran. He quotes the Zohar Kodesh on the Pasuk, Borchin Afshiyas Hashem, Hashem Eloikai Godalta Ma'oid. So the Zohar Kodesh says, Hashem Eloikai, Yud Kevav Kelikim, that's Olam Haba. That's the concept of, that's called Shmo Shlim the complete name of Hashem, which will be in the future, in Olam Haba. So, and the Pasuk continues, V'alkein loisiz goydedu v'loisasimu karcha. The Pasuk says, don't, don't gash your flesh. Tis goydedu means to cut your flesh. And v'loisasimu karcha, and don't create any baldness. Kizeh pegam hazikorin. Because doing these things will damage a person's ability to remember Olam Haba. But now Rav Zal adds another point. The Gemara also learns out another halacha from this word, loisiz goydedu. Loisiz goydedu means to gash your flesh. And loisiz goydedu also means don't make separate groups. Make sure to have unity among yourselves. And this is why the Gemara in Yuvamis learns out from this Pasuk that the Jews should not make separate groups, meaning, for example, there are certain times where there's a custom, let's say an example of this that's given is Chalamoyed, Chalamoyed Pesach, Chalamoyed Sukkot. There are people that have a, a custom not to wear tefillin on Chalamoid. And this custom is not just a simple custom. The Zohar Kodesh says that a person who puts on tefillin Chalamoid is Chayev Misa Bidei Shamayim. Why? Because he's insulting the crown of Hashem. The Zohar Kodesh explains that Shabbos and Yontif are the crown of Hashem. Tefillin is a copy of the crown of Hashem. When we can't, when we don't have the actual crown, we put on a copy, we wear a copy of the crown. But when we have the crown itself, and a person puts on a copy of the crown, that's insulting the crown in a sense. And the Gemara says, is a person who shows disrespect to Chalamoid, it's a very, very important item. Now, this, the, one of the sources of this is the Zohar Kodesh. The Zohar Kodesh, however, was not available during the time of the Rishonim. It only was revealed afterwards, in the years 12, approximately 12, 1300s. And it says in the Zohar Kodesh, after, that after the Zohar Kodesh was written, that we're putting this away, this is going to be hidden away until the right time comes for it to be revealed. So the Rishonim did not have this. The Rosh, the Rif, Rashi Kodesh. Even though I remember hearing from my Rebbe Rav Rosenthal of Rav Rocha, that there are, there are several instances where Rashi HaKodesh, because Rashi had Ruach HaKodesh, 
There are several instances where he was mechaven to something in the Zohar Kodesh, where Rashi Kodesh gave a similar explanation to something that appears in the Zohar Kodesh, even though he didn't see it. Now, the Rosh, who's one of the major Rishonim, says that a person should wear tefillin on Chalamoyed. And I believe, I'm not sure, I don't recall if it's the Ramah or certain others, Achroinim, based on the Rosh and based on certain other Rishonim, say that we do wear tefillin on Chalamoyed. There are later Achroinim that write that the Rosh only wrote that because there, there is a discussion about this in the Gemara, but no one in the Gemara says Chayev Misa. Had the Rosh seen the Zohar Kodesh, the Rosh never would have said that. The Chidozal writes this and other Paiskin. It's simply because they, they weren't aware. Those that said to put on the film weren't aware. But however, now in Kal Yisrael we have different Minhagim. Let's say in, in the Litvish world, I believe there are, there, not everyone, but there are some people that wear tefillin chalamoy, there are some that don't. So it's brought that if a person is in a shul where no one is wearing tefillin, he shouldn't put on the tefillin in the shul, he should put it on because then it looks like lois is going to do. Some people are wearing, some people aren't. No, it's to try to avoid the, a conflict in one shul, that kind of thing. We have, for example, also in a shul where they don't where, where they don't say tachnun or they don't say certain parts of tachnun, even if a person would want to do it, they have to be careful that it shouldn't be in this category of lois is going to do, of not making not showing an obvious separation, different minhagim in the same place. So now Rav Nosanzal ties this into what we've been learning over here. We spoke about the fact that Olam Haba, in Olam Haba there's all oneness. In this world is where you have the diversity, the two. Because we've been learning throughout this halacha that our mission in this world is to connect our thoughts to Olam Haba. And over there, Elu Elu Divri there, everyone, we, we, there, it'll be clear to everyone that what, what was two different opinions over here is really all oneness. It's brought that the first letters of Divrei Elohim Chaim spell the word Echad. That what appears sometimes in the Gemara and all the other places to be a machloikis, it seems as if there's an argument, really they're not arguing. Really, it's all one opinion. So here, Rav Nosanzal connects this also. That note that in, in this topic, which we spoke about, about people making gashes in their flesh and tearing out their hair because, because they, they're ignoring the concept of Olam Haba. They're ignoring the fact that even though this person died and we feel bad about it, the person is going to a better place. And therefore, we don't do excessive mourning. We don't do extreme things. You know, we keep it within certain boundaries. And if a person does those things, they're showing that they're ignoring Olam Haba. They're denying the concept of Olam Haba. And it was all based on this Pasuk. Bonem atem l'ashem alekeichem, loisiz goydedu, v'loisasimu korcha boroshechem, v'loisiz sisrutu, and not to write ksoivas kaka. And Rav Nosanzal says, we see that that Pasuk also plays an important role in this issue of achdus and klal Yisrael. Baruch Hashem. Any questions? Good morning, Rav Nassim. Did the Goyim or the Avodah who practice this, um, tearing off their hair, and were they, was that just excessive practices, or did they have in mind to uproot all the things we're talking about with Nassim is teaching? In other words, this practice was based on deep esoteric wisdom that they were coming to? Not necessarily. Not necessarily could be they were doing it just because, again, the, the Torah, the path of the Torah is a, we're told, is a derecha emtsoi. And, and those that don't have the Torah do all kinds of extremes. Notice that the Pesach says, Dorochecha darchei noyam, v'chol nasi The path of the Torah is a path of sweetness, and all of its paths are about peace. That's all this concept of a certain middle-of-the-road path. Whereas, whereas the sitrachra is, is too, too much left or too much right. Toiv ma'oid is malachamoves. 
and Raz Malchamot, very good. This is an example of, they think this is very good. You know, that if we're mourning, we'll go all the way, you know. We, we had this before, the concept of a, of a kosher, the simonim of a kosher egg, that it's got to be round on one side and, and pointed on the other side. Whereas if the egg is round on both sides or pointed on both sides, it's a sign that it clearly comes from a non-kosher bird. And we mentioned round represents mourning. An ovel eats lentils or eggs to show the, the, the concept of continuity, which is round like a circle. And pointed, chad is miloshin chedva, joy, that kind of thing. When a person's happy, they're sharp, that kind of thing. So Rav Nosenzal explained in Hilchus Beitzim that if, if both sides are round or both sides are, are pointed, that's this concept of extreme. That by the goyim, when they're happy, they go crazy happy. You know, they're not, it's not happiness unless they get totally drunk or unless somebody gets killed in the process. You know, that kind of extreme. When they're mourning, also it's to an extreme. You know, this extreme of cutting their flesh, tearing out their head. Whereas the derech Hashem, the derech emes is a path that's sweet and good. Not too extreme here, not too extreme there. Rav Nosenzal is telling us, though, the depth behind it. He's showing us what it's about on a spiritual level. Hilcha is korcha ve'isr srita halacha beis. The second halacha on this topic, about how it's forbidden to tear out one's hair, to create a bald area, or cutting one's flesh as expressions of, of mourning. Al piyamaymar tiku gimel. This halacha will be based on the third tiku chapter in the second half of Likut Imran, where chapters 1, 5, and 8 are based on the Pasuk Tiku Bachoy the Shofar. All three chapters were set on Rosh Hashanah. Hanizkar Le'el, and this chapter on the Kutumran was also referred to previously in Hilchas Mo'ine no Menachish, Halacha Beis. Rabbi Nezal explains there, Kizuamas Hanochash, Hu Bechinas Irbuv Hamedame. The Tumah of the snake, the original snake, who convinced Odom and Chava to go against Hashem, and to eat from the Eitz that Tumah is associated also with the confusion that's called Medame. Medame is a mixture of good and bad. When good and bad are mixed up together, like in the Eitz Hadas, Emunois Kuzvius, which is also associated with false beliefs. The Yisroel, al Harsinai, The Gemara tells us in Shabbos that that Tumah, which the snake, that original snake, injected into Chava, continued, was passed down from generation to generation until the Jews stood at Har Sinai. When we stood at Har Sinai and Hashem spoke to us, we achieved such a high level of holiness and purity that that Tumah stopped. And when that Tumah stops, when that confusion of Medame stops, when all of these false faiths stop, then the Medame becomes worked out and, and refined and purified, where it becomes crystal clear. It's not a mishmash anymore. It becomes clear what's good and what's bad. And then we're zoichet a complete faith in Hashem, and when we achieve complete faith, that's when we'll be zoichet to the new world of the future. As the Pasuk says, that in the future there's going to be a world that's going to be built purely on chesed. We know that chesed is associated with the morning. The early part of the day, it says, Vayashkem Avraham Baboiker. Avraham Avinu represents the Midas HaChesed, which is associated with the morning, when the sun comes up, when it gets light. So here the Pasuk says, Oilam Chesed Yibane, the world will be rebuilt with Chesed, and, and Chesed is, is associated, Bechinas Chadoshim Labekorim Rabbi Munasecha. And another Pasuk tells us that in the morning, New, brand new in the morning, which is this this Chiddush through Rabba Emunasecha, 
through a major increase and perfection of emuna. Ayin Shom Hetev, study that chapter in Likut Imran well. This discussion takes place in the middle of that chapter in Likut Imran. It's a long chapter. Vehine Machmazer Hamisa Toiva Gedoyla. Based on what Rabbein Israel writes there, we can understand why death is a major benefit. As it says in the Medrash, on one of the days of creation, it says Hashem saw everything that He had created, and it was toiv ma'oid, it was very good. And the Medrash says, zehamoves, that refers to death. Why? Ki ein nifsak legamri, hamisa ukvura. Because by us human beings, who are still suffering from that original tumor of the snake, because even though it says when the Jews stood at Har Sinai, that tumor stopped, unfortunately it began again when we were involved in the Egel Hazov. The Gemara says when the Jews worshipped the Egel Hazov, that original zuama of the snake was reawakened and continues to be passed down from generation to generation. So when does that zuama, when does a person get rid of that tumor? Only through the process of death and burial. She'azai haguf nichle v'nivle When a person dies and is buried properly, then the body disintegrates in the ground. Va'azai nifsak mimenu hazuama. And then that original tumor is no longer attached to the person. And then, when Hashem will do that body will be able to rise up pure and refined and perfected. And the refinement and purification that the body experiences as a result of death and which is the preparation that will allow a person to come back when this when the dead are brought back to life this is also an example of the refinement of the medame because the term medame which is a term used to refer to this noiga, this twilight, this combination of good and bad, is associated with the body. Kiguf vonefesh, hu bechinas odom ubehema. Because Rabbeinazal explains in chapter 37 in the Kutimram, there he gives us like two columns, column A and column B. Column A is all the good and holy things, column B is the things that are not holy, and in some cases things that are bad. And there, Rabbi Nassau says, in column A you have guf, in column B you have nefesh. In column A you have behema, in column B you have odom. Ki guf vonefesh hu bechinas odom u behema. When we speak about the body versus the soul, that's like the difference between a, 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 an animal and a human being. Ki ha guf hu bechinas behema because the body is like the animal portion of the human being. V'hanefesh, whereas the soul, hu bechinas odom, that's the real human being. K'mashikos of Rabbeinazal, as Rabbeinazal speaks about this in the beginning of chapter 37. V'hamedame hu bechinas behema. And this term, medame, that's used to refer to noida, that's used to refer to the Yetzirah, Rabbi Nosanzal says, is associated with behema. Kigam behema yesh lo koyach hamedame. The word medame also means the ability to compare, to compare things, to associate things, to associate something with something else. And Rabbi Nosanzal explains, a behema also has the koyach hamedame. Ukamashom Rabbi Nosanzal b'mokamachar, as Rabbi Nosanzal writes about this in chapter 54 in Likudimran. Where do we see the medame by a behema? Rav Nosanzal writes in another place that, that a behema, if you, you can train a behema that when a bell rings, the behema knows to go over to the place to eat. That's feeding time. That's when all the behemas gather to feed. Or a behema knows if it, was, if it was in a certain place and it got bitten by a dog in that place, 
you bring the behemoth to that place again, it's going to run away. It's going to try to run away because it has this ability to associate things, the ability of association. It doesn't have the zikorain, the level of memory of a human being. Nimsa shahamedame hu bechinas guf. So therefore, medame is associated with the body. Chachma sechel digdusha is associated with the nefesh. But medame, which is a much lower level, is associated with the body. The ikr, now Rav Nosson gives us a very important realization. The ikr irbuv hamedame, hu machma she'ein haguf nizdakech mizua masanocha shenech seboi aydei The main reason why we have confusion, why we don't have clarity, why we're in this state of medame, that a lot of things that are very confusing for us is because our body has not been purified from this tumor of the snake that's attached to it from the original sin of Odomarishan. Because we haven't worked on our bodies to purify them from all the Taivas Royce and Midas Royce. Because of the fact that we, our bodies are not purified that results in the medame in us being confused. We don't have clarity in many issues. That implies that that tumor of the snake is still affecting us. Because the medame is associated with and dependent on the body. Because the Madame is the body. The body is, is this combination of toivora. On one hand, it comes from the earth, from Adama. And on the other hand, the body has a bris meal in it. And the body can be used to perform mitzvahs, mice, and toivim. And the, the body can have good and bad inside of it. Ukefi birur haguf. Based on the degree that a person purifies and refines their body, that the body should be subservient to the nefesh, that the body should allow itself to be directed by the nefesh, kain zikuchu biror hamedame. To that degree, also, the person will have a purity and a clarity of medame. Those things that are noiga, that are not so clear, for this person, it'll be clear. They'll be able to, to know exactly what to do. Nimsa, we conclude therefore, Shalasid, that in the future, Shaoz Yakuma Bitchia, then all the people who passed away who are gonna qualify are gonna come back to life. And the body that we're gonna have then is gonna have been purified, completely, completely purified. And then the koyach, the medame inside of us will have been again purified and perfected. And then we'll achieve perfect emuna. Because the real pure revelation of emuna will only take place in the future. On that day in the future is when Hashem will be one and His name will be one and everyone will recognize the greatness of Hashem. Because then our bodies will be new. They will have been purified to the highest degree of purification. And again, what's being purified? The medame is being purified completely. And through that will be to perfection of emuna. That in the future, when there will be this chadosh, this oil, this new world, then there'll be the greatest, greatest emuna. As Rabbenizal elaborates on this over there in chapter 8 in the second half of Likut Imran in paragraph 9. And for this reason, 
we're, we're not allowed to mourn and express grief and, and inflict pain on ourselves over a dead person in an excessive way. Because we believe that the dead are going to come back to life and there's going to be a new world at that time. And therefore, there's a tremendous benefit in, in death. Because through the process of death, and a proper burial, through this, the body is the body, and the, which is the medana, will be refined and purified completely, and will be will be able to be zeichet complete emuna. And for this reason, it's forbidden for us to cut our flesh in expressing mourning over a dead person. Because we are required to purify and sanctify our body with all types of holiness in order to remove this original tumor, the snake. This is the main focus of a Jew in this world, to purify the body, to overcome all the negativity in the body, that the body is drawn to the wrong things, Taivas Royce and Midas Royce. And this person who cuts their flesh in mourning over a dead person and they inflict major pain means the person is in such anguish, is so upset to the point where they damage themselves as a result of this. This shows that such a person does not believe that the dead are going to come back to life, that there's going to be a new world. And for those people who don't believe in this new world, for them, death is the tumor of the snake. Literally. Because that's the one who brought death to the world originally. That by getting Adam and Ava to go, Adam and Chava to go against the command of Hashem. Hashem said, "On the day that you eat from that tree, you're going to die." And even though they didn't physically die, that brought death. That brought the the spiritual effects of death upon them. And when a person slashes their body in this expression of grief. That person is drawing onto their body this tumor of the snake. Because this tumor attaches itself most to the body. Because that's the place that's most vulnerable that's to, to this tumor. Whereas, as a result of us believing that the dead are going to come back to life and there's going to be this new world, by, through that faith, we remove and chase away and eliminate that tumor of the snake from our bodies. Whereas when a person cuts their flesh over a dead person, that the person is showing that it's as if they don't believe in the new world. Because if the person really believed in and this new world, he would not cut his flesh and, and damage himself in this way. Because if a person believes in Chiddush Olam, then Misa is a Yerida Tachlis Aliyah. It's a going down in order to rise up to brand new heights. Nimsa Kishem Esarit Alamez Chas V'Shon Einon Amen B'Chiddush Olam. V'Azai Mamshir Zua Masanocha Shemishom Hamisa Al Gufoy. So if a person cuts themselves, they don't believe in Chiddush Olam, and they're drawing that tumor of a snake, which is death, 
upon their body. Because that's where this tumor attaches itself most easily. Because a person who believes in Chidosh that person believes that death is a whole new beginning of a new life, a higher form of life. Because true eternal life we will only achieve after death, when, when we're brought back to life. Whereas a person who doesn't believe in this, for that person, death is the actual tumor of the snake. Shemishom Boamisa, which is what brought death to the world originally, Ukishemesari Begufoi, and when he cuts his body, Azai Mamshechal Gufoi Zuamas Hanoch Shomonslan. The person, by doing that, the person is drawing onto their body this tumor of the snake. Vizeh Bechinas Isur Ksoides Kaka. And now this will also explain why it's so forbidden for Jews to make a tattoo. Tattoo means not only cutting the flesh, you're cutting into the flesh and you're putting ink in there so that that ink will remain permanent, that cannot be erased. Because the concept of writing, writing something down, is also a concept of medame, behema. As Rabbein writes at the end of chapter 19 in Likutim Aram, there Rabbein quotes the Pesach, write, write this down. A person writes something down because they think they're not going to be able to remember it. If they're not going to be able to remember, so I'm writing it down to help me remember. So the concept of writing it down implies this medame, this weakness, this lack of perfection of zikoron. Because if you really remembered, you wouldn't have to write it down. So Rabbein Zal shows there that ksav is a concept of medame. V'alkein, ikr haksav hu algabi oyer behema. And this explains why when we write a Sefer Torah, or we write tefillin or mezuzis, we write it on the hide of an animal. Because writing is medame and behema is medame. Now, when a person writes Torah or a mezuzah, when a person writes something holy on the height of a behema, they're elevating that parchment from behema to the level of Adam, they're lever, uh, elevating it to, to a super holy item. Because every single thing, when you want to elevate something in this world, you have to elevate it by, by, by connecting to it itself. And therefore, as a result of writing on the hide of an animal, and writing is a concept of Therefore, this cipher who's writing, he's elevating that object from behema to the next level up, which is the level of Adam, specifically by writing on the hide of an animal. By the fact that he's writing holy things, he's writing Hashem's name and Torah. And this explains why in order for a Sefer Torah to be kosher, in order for the parchment to be kosher, to be used for a Sefer Torah mezuzah, that hide of the animal has to be worked on lishma. They have to say when they're working on that animal hide to turn it into parchment, they have to say l'shem kedushas tefillin, l'shem kedushas sefetoira. V'zeh b'chinas ibud u'biror hamedame shu b'chinas behimanal. This is the concept of what we talk about working on the beh- working on the medame. 
Birur HaMedame, refining the Medame, refining, taking that animal hide and refining it and refining it and converting it into parchment, something that can be written on. That's this Ibud that we're talking about. And the Ibud has to be Lishma. Avol Salgabi Besar But when a person writes on the flesh of a human being, when a person makes a tattoo, by doing that, we're lowering the human being from his original level, his original holiness. We're lowering this person from the level of Adam to the level of Behemoth. Because we said before that writing is Medame, Behemoth is Medame. So when we write on a human being, we're changing that human being into behemoth. And by doing that, we're making that person more vulnerable to the tumor of the snake. Because we said the snake, the tumor, attaches itself most easily to the body, not to the soul. And when a person writes a tattoo on the body, that person is drawing animal into their body, putting medame into their body. And this strengthens that original tumor of the snake that's attached to the body. This feeds that. Because as Rabbi Nezal speaks about this over there in chapter 37 of the Kutumran, which we made reference to before, our mission is to purify and sanctify our body and to convert matter into form. When we spoke about the two columns that Rabbi Nezal has there, Adam and Behemoth, Guf and Nefesh, Oyer and Choyshech, light and darkness, Choymer and Tzura. Choymer means matter, unformatted matter. Tzura means after you've taken that matter and formed it and shaped it into something meaningful. So our mission in this world is to convert Choymer into Tzura. To purify our body, to qualify to be referred to as Adam. Ki Yisroel Kruin Adam, because the Gemara says that there's a pasuk Adam ki akrev mikem korban l'Hashem. If an Adam will bring a korban, so the Gemara says Atem Kruim Adam. You, the Jewish people, are called Adam. The other nations are not called Adam. How? Alidei shehi mekatshin es haguf bechol minei kedushos by us purifying and sanctifying our body with all kinds of holiness going to the mikvah, washing and bathing ourselves, putting on tefillin on our head, <coughs> doing mitzvahs with our body, all the different mitzvahs that we do, and by doing this, we're converting choymer into tzura. We're converting the guf to nefesh. We're making the guf part of the nefesh. The guf is being used to serve the nefesh. The body is being purified to become like the nefesh, to become part of the nefesh. When the body is trained to throw away all of its tithes roys and midas roys and to allow itself to be used purely as a vehicle for the nefesh to perform mitzvahs in Adam. Then the person is called Adam. Ki Adam hu nefesh kanal. Because the real, the real title, Adam, applies to the soul. We know Rabbi Nezal, in a place in the Kutumran, quotes the Arizal, who says that the word Adam is bigimatria three times yud k. The letters yud k of Hashem's name refer to the chachman bina, the seichel, the neshama, the nefesh. That's the Adam. The ikrezeh hashlemus yizku lo'osid and the real perfection of the guf and nefesh, the real perfection of this Adam, we will only achieve in the future by Tchiyas HaMesim. 
That's when we will have achieved the highest level of purification. However, we are required to work on this now, while we're in this world, to prepare ourselves so that then in the future we'll be zorched to achieve this to perfection. And when a person writes on their body, when they write a tattoo on their body, he's lowering the body from the status of Adam to the status of Behemoth. Because again, we said before, writing is medame. Writing is medame, guf is medame. When you write on the guf, you're inflicting, you're, you're pushing, you're amplifying the medame, the behemoth. And you're strengthening the tumor of the snake, which is able to attach itself most easily to the body. It attaches itself to the behemoth. And then that person experiences the confusion of Medame, where good and bad are all mixed up by that person. They don't know what's good, they don't know what's bad, they don't know what to, what's right, what's wrong. Any questions? Is this also an aspect of Ishtadlis? Because at the end of the day, the body dying and decomposing and will become purified and zikokhamedala, so it's almost like, why bother? It's going to happen mamela. Hmm. The, the answer is, it's not going to happen mamela. According to the effort that a person puts into while they're living in this world, that will define how much purification the body has to go through, how much pain and suffering. There's the terms chibut hagever, suffering in the grave, and the suffering that the soul has to experience in Gehenim, Olam all the different steps that a person has to go through before they get to the finish line. Everybody's, everybody, it's not everybody's the same in this. According to the effort that a person put into in purifying themselves in this world, that will determine how, how much less difficult they'll have to go through in death and burial and, and all the different steps to get to the finish line. And the Gemara tells us that a, a little bit of suffering in this world can take away thousands of times as much in the next world. The suffering that a person goes through in this world, if they accept it the right way, can take away thousands of times as much in the future world. Okay, some questions in the chat. How do we explain rationally the connection between emuna and zikuch aguf, that emuna depends on this zikuch. The answer is that Rav Zal showed us here that originally, originally Hashem gave Adam and Chava one instruction, not to eat from the Eitz Hadas. And had they not eaten from the Eitz Hadas, they would have been able to live permanently. Because they did eat from the Hashem said, when you eat from the Eitz Hadas, you're, you're going to die. It's death. Because they chose death instead of life, Rabbi Nezal says, A person who has faith, their life is considered living. Emuna is called life. Lack of emuna is called death. Avoidazara is called sitra demoisa, death, the side of death. The soul doesn't die. It's the body that experiences this Misa. In fact, when we talk about Chai in those two columns that Rabbein Zal defines over there in Torah Lamed Zion, on the right you have Chaim, on the left you have Moves. On the right you have light, on the left you have darkness. On the right you have the soul, on the left you have the body. So it's the body that's associated with death. And Hashem put us in this world, He put these two together. If they cooperate to the degree that the body cooperates with the soul, to that degree that person can experience closeness to Hashem. And to the degree that a person destroys the body or messes the body up, that's going to affect the person's seichel, the person's das, and that's going to affect the person's emunah. Remember, in Rabbein forum and, and by Rabbein the most important das is emunah in Hashem.
the most important wisdom and knowledge that a person has to have in this world is faith in Hashem. And if a person messes up Hashem, and if a person dis- messes up the body with, with Averis and everything, they, they, they messing up their brain, their mind. They cannot be Zoycha to true Das, which means also they cannot be Zoycha to Emunah, to real Shleimus Emunah. It says that in the future, the Hashem. The world will be filled with Deus Hashem. Another word for that Deus Hashem is Shleimus Emunah. So those go together. The body and the soul are connected. There are 613 parts to the body. There are 613 parts to the soul. Each time we purify part of the body, we're, we're connecting it to the nefesh. We're elevating both of them. Both of them have an aliyah. And when a person does a sin, chas v'shalom, they're damaging the body, they're damaging the soul. They're putting stains on the soul. A question, does depression stem from the body? And does purification of the body involve getting out of sadness and depression? The answer is, Rav Nosenzal showed us here, he mentioned several times, that this Zuamas Hanochosh attaches itself to the body. The body is most vulnerable to it, much more so than the soul. The soul is a much higher level. So the, the body is the one, and, and the Nochosh, the Zuamas Hanochosh, Be'itzavayin Toichalena. Remember the curse that Hashem issued after they listened to the snake was that your earning of a livelihood is going to be with depression. Be'etzev tel dibonim. Giving birth to children is going to be be'etzev, with depression. Atzvus. We'll hold it over here for now. Rav Nosenzal is still going to, he's going to be clarifying much more this issue of tattooing, which involves two steps. It involves cutting into the flesh, and writing, putting ink into that srita. And Rav Nosson is going to clarify <coughs> the, the, exactly what damage is caused by this, baruchnius, in all kinds of different ways. We should be and, and to, to try to do our best to purify the body, that the body should be subservient to the neshama. The Zorokosh compares it to a horse and a rider on the horse. The body is the horse, the body is the behemoth, and the soul is the rider on the horse. And if they cooperate, if the horse knows its place, if the horse knows that its mission is to carry the rider, then it works. If the horse wants to be on top, you can imagine the, the results are not so good. to to accomplish what we can in these areas, and to the Gula Shleimah, Bimhera Amen